Josh Rogers. I am Brian Hare. And we are back. We are your two favorite friendly neighborhood Costa Negroes back for another episode of the Jigsaw Podcast, your favorite podcast, where we talk about how we navigate this crazy puzzle piece called life. But particularly, we talk about the perils, the phrases, the productivity, and the pomp and circumstance of being black millennials just trying to figure it out. Brian. Yes. How are you, brother? And it's always a great day to be black, brother. It is always you. It's just like your third time being like, nail you down. <laughs> I'm trying to you figure know. out what's it. Are you, are, you just, are you just in that good cap of spirit? What is happening? I just am. I don't know. <laughs> well, the thing is, they, you know, I, I got the noob swag box. So oh, like, you get the, you, you, oh, you, are, you are super noob. You get a box. <laughs> I get the box. So it's like, and they give stuff that you can easily throw on. So I'm like, you know, and my hair is never mm. really done. So if I put on, mm. you know, this, I'm going to throw on a hat or whatever. And, uh, mm. you know, stuff like that. Oh, um, okay. So <laughs> this is the first thing I was able to find I could throw on real quick. But, you know, I love the fraternity. You know, I mean, you're still a Leo, technically. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, we're going to let you live number 14. We're going to let you live <laughs> number 14. Yeah, Jesus I'm okay. Christ. I'm all right. <laughs> Yo to the good news. Yo to them. Just the good news that are actually good news. Then we're going to the good news. And shout out to the um the, the people that have been crossing recently. It's it's that it's, season. it's that season. I feel like, and you know, we have what our our brother in the living room today is also Greek. I and mean, we'll ask mm-hmm. him in the living room. But mm-hmm. I feel like spring lines are superior. Oh, without a doubt. Personally. <laughs> without I've a met doubt. some people from fall lines, and you know, mm-hmm. they don't always give what they need to get. So <laughs> I'm not saying the girls aren't giving what they need to give, but the girls aren't doing it. I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? If this was an offering, we would have to collect a second one. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, just not, they're not giving. No, not But shout all. out to all the men and women who've decided to join these fine fraternities, um, particularly the men of Capital Upside Fraternity Incorporated, yep, the people who decided to make mistakes like Alpha, Sigma, mm-hmm. Omega, Iota. And, you know, all the women, you know, the K's, the Reds, the Poodles, and the finer women. All of them. God bless you all. There it is. God bless you all in your endeavors. Yeah, that that is your church announcement. God bless you all. We are continuing to pray for you as you recover from six to eight weeks of matriculation. Of matriculation. Right. That's what I would call it. Matriculation. That's, that's what you would call it. Yes. yes. Did Decatur, Lord. where it's greater, did y'all bring in uh-huh. the line? You know, y'all didn't have no boys come through, did you? No, we didn't invite come through. We might not Are you come ready for that? that? Are you excited um, for that? How did you I feel about that? Are you going to be one of them gatekeepers? You don't want no new line? <laughs> I, honestly, I, I personally don't know anybody that I would recommend or sign off on or anything like that so mm-hmm. you know but i'm not against having a new line i think so oftentimes when you're neo people want a new line because they don't want to do no work you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. it's like bringing some new niggas to come in to and clean the work and do the work or clean tables and and serve food and stuff like that you know stuff that's that to me i grew up at church like that's what we do we <laughs> serve other niggas you know what i'm saying like it's what we do no so to me don't, it don't bother me um um but then also too is like i understand like, i'm not gatekeeping but can't just let everybody in this thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
just letting people in. That is true. Like, I mean, I, I, Brian, I'm not disagreeing one way or the other. I couldn't <laughs> vote to, to bring anybody in anyway. Neither could I write a letter to officially bring anyone in. I just, I just, I just wanted to know your, your perspective. Yeah, I don't. You know, I, I, um, I, I love people coming to the bar, but I sure. don't really. I'm not a person that's going to be like let everybody else in. You know, sure. Not everybody else in. Sure. My yeah. next, I, my next um, fraternal gathering will be with you all on the Cinco mm-hmm. of the Demayos. So I'll be oh, there. Yeah. I'll I be there. Be. I'll be in. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm going to wear um, a flannel shirt with the top button button. Oh, nigga. Some dicky shorts <laughs> and some covers. <laughs> be a cholo. <laughs> yeah, I am. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I'm going straight up South Central LA, Mexico. That's what I'm going mm. for, and not <laughs> not the D and I man. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm appropriating culture that day. <laughs> no, I'm not. Y'all forgive me. I'm not going to do that. I'm gonna have on whatever I decide to have on. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna like have a braid or two. A bra- I might oh, do that. Yeah, no, I'm it's thinking about a braid appointment. Huh? Yeah. Four to eight on a Friday. Might as well come out, get some drinks, eat some food. Yeah, and it's a, it's ticket right. Go ahead and make the announcement, Brian. Let the people yeah, so, know how they can show up and support. <laughs> Listen, you can go out there. It's gonna, I hope we can put it in the uh, in the comments or online or something like that. But uh, it is the Capitol, not Capitol, uh the Capicaliente. It's May fifth, which is Cinco de Mayo, uh, four to eight. Um, I will be putting it on my social medias for the next week or two mm-hmm. uh, because we need some people to show up. We're gonna have a great time. Uh, I it's on brush fire or something. I don't know, but I'll put the flyer out uh, on my social media. Hopefully we'll share it through the jigsaw and all that kind of stuff. Um, 35 bucks, uh, but it's worth it. There's, you know, drinks and tacos and all the kind of great things that you want to do. It's on a Friday. So you might as well show up, have some tequila. You might turn as well. Up, uh, and then the next day we have our cap of Derby. That's mm-hmm. more of like a hundred dollars. Um, that's mm-hmm. down to, uh, yeah, that's more of a little little pricier. So what he's saying to me is there's a regular nigga event <laughs> and then there's an upper echelon nigga event. Go yes. ahead. So decide which one you want to be. We welcome all I'm gonna be a regular nigga. I'm gonna be a regular nigga. Listen, we, we welcome all niggas. You know, all shades, colors, creeds, and economic statuses. Uh, but quality. it's gonna be two, two different kind of turnips. Uh, Caliente is definitely gonna be for the I'm not saying for the younger folks, but it's, it's a little geared toward, you know, just a turn up. Uh, Capoderby is a little more sophisticated, uh, dressed on press kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. a nice mm-hmm. weekend. Uh, that's Capicaliente's May 5th, Capoderby May 6th. Uh, check out my social media. It'll be on there. And hopefully I'll send the flyer information and we can share it on the Jigsaw page as well. The wonderful. Wonderful. Yes. Or shoot him a DM asking about send him a fire emoji if you want to go to the caliente. Yes. And send him a horse emoji if you want to go to the derby. That's how we would right. know what you want to test you want to do. Right. Uh, you want to hear something? Ash is going yes. to the derby. She is. Oh, the alpha derby. Oh. She is. <laughs> she, she is. She is. She is. She is. The Alpha yeah. Derby. Oh, the Alpha wow. Derby. Yeah, one of her um, one of her sororities birthdays that weekend. That's what um mm-hmm. she was going to and invited some women, mmm. and she's going to the Alpha Derby. All right, so have to cut shout out. out. No, <laughs> I didn't cuss her out at all. Uh, you can cuss her out. I didn't. I was like, listen, I was. I ain't got to pay for it. It's fine. <laughs> she paid for it out of her own money. You know, so she did her thing. Oh. 
All right. I said, do your thing. She said, oh, so you going to go to Brian? I said, no, I don't derby. I don't derby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the Caliente. I'm already paying Caliente. a ticket to go inside of a Mexican restaurant that I can go to for free. So I'm already doing that because <laughs> I love my brothers and I support the Caterers Greater Alumni Chapter. I like those men and gentlemen over there. Um, enough about Greek life. Um, yes. Brian, do you have a black ask moment? Uh, I do have a black ass moment, but I can't okay. really. I'm gonna articulate it, and hopefully, Chris and Jasmine can <laughs> somehow create a video or something uh, of it. Um, okay. Those that don't know, black ass moments basically are conversations or questions in the conversations concerning black culture and community, maybe critical, maybe comedic. And this one is really a uh, video was going around on the social medias. Okay. And your nephew, uh, oh, Chancellor cool. Bennett. Yeah, spiritual son appeared to be at some type of uh, he's at carnival carnival yes yeah, carnival mm-hmm. and it's like a 30 second not even 30 seconds maybe like 15 second clip mm-hmm. where uh one of the dancers from carnival is like twerking on him he's mm-hmm. you know the mm-hmm. appropriate response to somebody twerking on him and he yeah. like smacks her on the butt you know it's not what, really he motioned he motioned yeah, i'm know, gonna stand up for him. right <laughs> yeah so so uh-huh. um for those that are you know if 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 you're is that is for those that are in relationships? Mm-hmm. I would love mm-hmm. to hear your response if you feel that was appropriate, inappropriate, far mm. too far, or not. Um, how would you like your man or your girl, whatever it is, to participate in such behavior? Uh, and I would just love to hear your 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 um, feedback on that. I would love to hear too. I would give you mine, but I'm not. <laughs> how about that? <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. And one day, maybe me and Brian will start a Patreon. Maybe we'll mm-hmm. drop Easter eggs around here, right? And yep. then these kind of conversations we can have okay. behind the behind the paywall. Yeah. Um, so I think that is great. I will say I stand a thousand percent behind Chance the Rapper, just like his <laughs> friends still behind him, holding him up, taking all that thing that was thrown his way. That's how much I stand behind my brother, Chance the Rapper, a.k.a. Lechano from Santa Knife, a.k.a. Chancellor Bennett. <laughs> <laughs> that is my guy. All right. Um, so answer the questions. Again, if you believe, Brian, if you believe that Chancellor was a- appropriate, send Brian a, um, a wall emoji. That means you're standing behind Chance. <laughs> if you think it was inappropriate, <laughs> send him a swimming emoji. That means that mm. he's drowning right now in all <laughs> in all of the conflict, right? All right. So you got the yeah. fire, you got the horse, you got the wall, you got the swims. <laughs> Good. <laughs> you can keep it in code. Your people won't even know what you're talking about unless they listen to know. music. So. Mm. All right. So, song of the week. Okay. I don't know that it's in thing. Okay. Um, but it's a song that I just enjoyed. And All I right. was in a mood <laughs> this past weekend. And okay. it hit me. And I haven't, it haven't been able to let me go. It's from 1993. Okay. okay. Freaking terror. about that era. I'm talking about that year. Great music. And then, you know, I haven't sang the song on a week in a while. Okay. So, that's why I've been sipping on my cranberry juice, because I've been trying to get my vocals right. Are you ready? Yep. It goes a little like this. And I can't stop thinking about about the way things used to be. And I can't stop thinking about about the love you make to me. And I can't get you out of my head. How in the world will I begin to let you right on my life and blow my heart away? That is breathe again. <laughs> 
by Tony Brax off her debut album. I don't know. I don't know, Brian. I typed in the the, the series, and mm-hmm. I said Tony Brax, <laughs> and she started right there. And I said, I've been stuck. If I never knew, Babyface did that. You know, Babyface, you know, listen, Babyface, you know, gene. yes, that pen is something. It okay, is, so is, go ahead. Question. Yes. Who would win in the verses, mm-hmm. Babyface or the man mm-hmm. from Chicago? In terms of like pen? Pen, yeah. Babyface. Okay. Not pe- and that's not even because of his current situation. If, 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 and as Overton, as Overton Wakefield Jones said, if, if was a fifth, we all be drunk, right? So I ain't gonna, we gonna go into <laughs> hypotheticals. That is such a country saying, but <laughs> um, if the mayor of Chicago was in no trouble, I think Babyface's body of work is so much more robust and diverse um, overall, in my opinion that I would rock with now. That man wrote some great stuff, not only for himself, but some other artists. But like when you start lining up mm-hmm. some of the stuff he wrote for other people, I don't think it can go toe-to-toe with some of the stuff he, like Babyface wrote for other people. I, I'm not yeah, saying yeah. it'll be a wash, but it would definitely be, I would lean toward Babyface, personally. Yeah, I, I think, within that, within that, yeah, yeah. I think the Memphis Chicago wrote better songs for himself than everybody else. Oh, yeah. I feel like... Babyface wrote better songs for other people than for himself. Like, oh, for sure. Without, without Teddy Riley, of course, and and Babyface, uh, Bobby Brown him wouldn't have a career. Mm-hmm. Tony Braxton wouldn't be Tony Braxton. Um, some of those, uh, who else? The waiting to the exhale whisper, soundtrack. Whisper, the whispers. You know, say, yeah, like you know, whole, that's that's this, a banging soundtrack. <laughs> that whole <yeah>. soundtrack. <clears throat> Yeah, so I feel like he he made some folks careers, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I you know and I think about I who's feel on like that soundtrack, bro. Let's just let's just go to wait next hell for a second. Brian, you did this to me. You wanted us to get stuck. You got Tony Braxton. <laughs> I don't think Tony was on there. You got Whitney Houston, of course. Brandy, mm-hmm. Mary J. Blige, Aretha Franklin, CC Wines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't cover multiple genres, <laughs> subgenres, like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And they're all and they're all like major women in music. Most of them who are still even even the, the ones that are deceased, crazy impact to this day. That's yeah. babyface. That's all babyface. That's what I'm saying. Like when you start lining up, you know, sitting yeah. up in my room is my favorite brandy song. Oh, I forgot. You know, I don't that. really brandy, but that's my yeah, favorite brandy song. You know, song though. It's I song. think his songs, his songs are the best songs for certain artists. <laughs> yes, Kevin Campbell. Yeah. <laughs> the man has worked with Mariah. He's worked with so many people. Like Boys to Men. It's all over the place. Well, you know I don't boys yeah. to men. But boys to men got some hits. And I ain't gonna take that away from those guys. Motown back again. I don't know if that was Babyface though. You know, that uh, wasn't uh, okay. That's more, I think that's Dallas Austin. Yeah. But it's still, it's still good song. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <sighs> all right. So Yep. That being said, understood. Oh, speaking of Babyface, one last thing. Did you know yeah. that mm-hmm. Anita Baker and Babyface will be in Memphis doing Thanksgiving? Oh, and guess who that. invited me to go with them? Who? Robin and JB Rogers. <laughs> but it's generational though. So like, you know, she was, I, like, I, she was like, y'all coming home for Thanksgiving. I said, yeah, I play it too. She said, okay. Well, you know, Anita Baker going to be here and I'm just trying to see if we get some tickets. I said, but 
<laughs> I said, yes. I said, because I missed the Valentine's Day. I would love to get tickets. Yeah. I said, well, yeah, I I'm going to double date my parents. Did he make a baby face? Like, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And Rashonda got a, a, a 17-year-old and a 15-year-old. They the babysitters. Mm-hmm. We all going out. <laughs> we all going out. Grown and sexy. So I'll let you know how that goes. Oh, <laughs> oh my mama's going to be, be, be in a nice sanctified pantsuit. Okay, it's gonna they gonna be dressed. <laughs> they gonna be dressed or 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 needle or ankle length like leather situation, leather skirt. You know what I'm saying? With a turtleneck, they gonna be dressed. It's gonna be sanctified. I'm gonna be the one with my chest half out in November. I'm, I'm gonna be the <laughs> uh, Let's go to the blessing report, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. We heard the blessing report where we shout out black folks doing great black things, and we know we always patronize black people, uh, not just in Black History Month, but 365, right? We make sure that black people always feel supported in our communities. Uh, so this week we're blessing up Liberation Station Bookstore. Uh, Liberation Station was established in 2019. It is North Carolina's first black-owned children's bookstore. Uh, based in the heart of downtown Raleigh. So, uh, Raleigh, stand up. Uh, Scott Miller and her husband, Dwayne Miller, struggled mm-hmm. to find books for their two young sons that featured characters of color. I and mean, we both know how that is to find books for kids uh, ours that look like us, that look like them. Uh, so what they did, they decided to start their own shop. They even wrote their own books to fill in the gap for they couldn't find the books that they actually needed. Um, so they had this nice bookstore in North Carolina, but you can also go online to support them, uh, liberationbookstore.com. Check them out on IG, Liberation Station Bookstore uh, IG. Again, we go back to the website, liberationstationbookstore.com. And again, on IG at Liberation Station Bookstore. Go out there, support black business, support black books. Um, I know we make it a mission in our household to find books of folks who look like Brooklyn uh, to make sure she has mm-hmm. representation. Mm-hmm. We are super excited, and she is super excited for Little Mermaid to come out. She actually wants Little Mermaid books as well because without, other than having the red hair, uh, Chloe is a black mermaid, and Brooklyn loves the fact that um, uh, uh, Ariel is black. And she also loves, uh, while we're on it, the Beauty and the Beast live show because her is a black belle. And you know, mm-hmm. me and Brooklyn both watch that for different reasons. Well, we both watch it nevertheless. Yeah, both watch it for her. <laughs> well, we both watch it for her. <laughs> My God. <laughs> uh, but yeah, bless up Liberation Station bookstore. And the rest up. Um, we don't have anyone on the rest up, but we do, I believe, have somebody who I'm gonna do an honorable mention. Um what's the white manager's name? Charles Stanley. Is his name Charles Stanley? Charles Stanley. Charles Stanley. Uh, so if you are in the Christian community, the ecumenical community, Atlanta community, you are familiar, should be familiar. If you've turned on the TV on Saturday morning, Sunday mornings, um, this dude sitting in a chair behind a um, <clears throat> little platform thing. And he used to walk back in the day, but uh, Charles Stanley, uh, a you know theologian, all that kind of great stuff as a pastor here. Uh, in Atlanta, uh, and he has since hopefully gone on to be with the Lord. Um, That's what we hope and pray for. <laughs> we were hoping the great hope, uh, the blessed mm-hmm. hope, as they say. Um, blessed assurance, <laughs> Jesus is mine. 
Yes. Oh, what a four days of glory divine. Yes. Air of salvation. Uh-huh. Something, something. Oh, my God. Water of the Spirit. Blessed is blood. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story. This is my song. What are we doing? Praising my Savior all all the day long let the church say yeah Ooh, my God, Lord, my God, I got to stop or I get stirred, bro. I ain't staying, I ain't staying. Yes, Lord, in a minute. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that's, that stirred something up. It did. That's why I got, that's why I just stopped. I just stopped because I wasn't even trying to go there, but I felt like it, it was mixed. And the more I did, I started feeling something. I said, nope, <laughs> nope, nope, nope. You start going, I want to have your way and all I want that kind of. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I won't do it. I won't do it. Yes, I do Lord. It. I won't do it. Yes, Lord. Mm. I won't do it. All right. Oh, gosh. All right, let's move on. Because, this, man. because you can't just sing yes, Lord. And Ooh, you over yonder in the hospital. Ooh, Ishkatao. Yeah, that's <laughs> it. <laughs> Woman be healed. Man be set free. Child yes. be delivered. We cash the devil out of your mind now. Yeah. Yes, yes. That's Fisherman's so good. Now we know he's in habit. <sighs> At least no, I believe it. it. At least I believe it anyway. I believe he made it. Some people I just know they made it. Ain't no Give question. It Patterson. <laughs> made it. No made doubt it. in my mind. No, no doubt, doubt in my, my brain. But <clears throat> little known fact, I was on I was on the TikTok and I saw that uh-huh. did you know that Gilbert Earl Patterson drove um Ronald the King from the um drove him around Memphis during his um the weekend he was assassinated or the, the days like when he was in Memphis that week? I can believe it because I believe he was one one of the people in the community to help him get there for the mm-hmm. for the trash strike. Yeah, he was there. He was there. He was like serving as the um, the adjutant, mm. <laughs> almost. Yeah, and he was supposed and he was supposed to be the keynote speaker the mm-hmm. second night, but mm. King got shot and killed, so that second mm. night got canceled. All he he said My all ass. of that in his little. In the, I gotta find a TikTok. Um, but yeah. Oh, real real side note: since we're on church, yeah. mm-hmm. we did another stop on our church tour. Okay. Victory City, Atlanta, pastored by Smokey Norfolk. Okay. Was really John Street still or no. Per, like literally a block down from the mall perimeter. Okay. Really good. I believe it. Was, was the, boy, there? the boys ran out of the children's church and said, This is our church. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. Like they <laughs> were they were sold. Um mm-hmm. me and Ashley really enjoyed ourselves. And ten thirty dismissed at eleven fifty-nine. Not even toy. Wow, hour and a half. Our and bro, praise and worship, preaching, altar call, offering, announcements, everything, and it and didn't feel shortchanged. It was good. It was it was really good. And yeah. with even with him being smoky, he stayed after. He put on a mask. He was kissing babies and shaking hands like he was personable. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you know, the people were nice. Like it's still mm-hmm. not their permanent space, but 
Yeah. Good stuff. We'll That's be good. back. We'll be back, baby. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back. So that's stop number two officially. Okay. Woman of God that says she don't want to keep visiting these random churches. So I don't know what that mm. means. <laughs> uh, I said, well, Woman of God, that means we're gonna have to make a decision <laughs> between right. the, the two. <laughs> um, but anyway. But yeah, I'll keep y'all updated on my church tour <laughs> if we decide yeah. to go somewhere else. Not about um, it. but if that's all, we can bunny hop on over to the billboard. Let's go. Um, first up in mm-hmm. the bill of the boards is Billy Porter. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Billy Porter. He's, 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 he's such a, he, he gets <laughs> impossible. She sang the hell out of that song. Um, what he said about Whitney Houston. <laughs> Let me see I find that real fast because it's just it is just it is just gold. It is gold. <laughs> it is gold. The Billy Porter. While I'm looking for, I just want to let y'all know that Billy Porter will be portraying James Baldwin in an upcoming biopic. Um, he's going to play the legendary novelist, essayist, and civil rights icon. Brian, if you can find it before I can, please. Just okay. jump in and, and play it. The movie will be produced and put on um, for Byron Allen's media group, Motion Pictures. Um, and Porter has received a little bit of flack from people saying that he shouldn't have been the one to do it. But Porter said that he's worked hard for this. He's mm-hmm. earned this. If he's, he's come up to a point of his career where he believes that he can play almost any role. So shout out to Billy Porter. I actually don't think that it was bad casted at all. I think Billy will be an amazing James Baldwin, um, all things considered, and all things not considered as well, right? Um, yeah, so I, what I mean by that is that I don't think it's because of his identity, right, as a person of the LGBTQ plus community, understanding that James Baldwin was also part of that community. Um, but mm-hmm. I also think that he's just going to do really well in portraying um, the character. Um, he's a, so he's yeah, an actor. Super excited about he's it. An actor, he's an right? actor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so I I feel he'll be able to knock that out of the park. I can't find it impossible. Um, yeah, me either. I thought he had put it on his page, but I don't. I don't see it. I don't want to keep wasting time looking for it, but it okay. is it is comedy gold. And you keep, going. You keep you reading ever... it before I'll find it. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cause I'm I'm stuck on this page now because I just want to look for it. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you look while I keep going through. I'm gonna go one through one more swipes. One, two, oh, I found it. <laughs> you found it? Okay. She sang the out of that. <laughs> Let's do it one more time. Let's do it one more time. She's the possible fairy godmother, honey. She sang the <laughs> out of that. Impossible. You know, and Brandy <laughs> was like Black Princess. And just because of the quality of her voice. Yeah, that, now that is the iconic villain for her. You're talking about, if you're not familiar, you're talking about Winnie Houston playing a fairy mm-hmm. godmother in um, Cinderella. All right, moving on. Um, Hip hop icon and queen um, actress, Queen Latifah. Um, she is making history. Once again, the New Jersey native is officially the first female rapper to have her music inducted into the National Recording Registry, according to NPR. Um, and the what's going into it there, Brian, is her debut album. Mm-hmm. Her 1989 debut, All Hail the Queen. You were already alive at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I was. I was just entering Fortune. this here this here world. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. you know, do you remember that album? Did you grow up on that one? <laughs> you, you didn't have a little U N I T Y. No, I didn't. Mm. I, I, I don't think my mom mm. even listened to Queen. My mom, yeah. my mom didn't say it at that time. So, yeah, you 
Yeah, Queen Latifah. I, you know, I, I feel like Queen Latifah is one of those people who deserves her flowers. And yeah, without a doubt. Women's yeah. rap would not be, you know, a portion of women's rap wouldn't be women's rap without Queen Latifah. However, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't have a long career in rap. And Mm-mm. I enjoy, I enjoy Khadijah James. Let me just start by there saying that. Mm-hmm. However, you know, I, if you can read between all that, <laughs> mm-hmm. then you know. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> I won't say anything <laughs> negative about Khadijah James. <laughs> all I'm going to say is you and I, <laughs> T.Y., <Wow. laughs> she, she deserves her flowers. Speaking of somebody who was probably have flowers sitting on top of them soon, Morgan Freeman, a very elderly statesman in the community um accomplished actor you know i guess icon his own right we know him in a lot of things he is also i think a mississippi native he's also been on record by saying that he didn't want to be considered a black actor Mm -hmm. um he's an actor who just happens to be black so these next few statements shouldn't surprise you much he says that he don't like black history month because how can you relegate his history to just one month so he don't celebrate or recognize it? And then he also see it. he don't like the term African-American because he said, what does that even mean? He also says that we come from so many different places and you talk about Africa as if it's a country, but it is a continent. And I think that was a little bit contradictory because because a lot of us don't know where we come from. I think that's mm-hmm. why we shall say Africa. Africa. <laughs> because we, we from are Africa. from the continent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we might not know what country, what mm-hmm. village, what tribe, but we do know mm-hmm. we're from that continent. So yep. the same way that while a lot of people, why white people don't like to admit it, <clears throat> the catch-all is European-American. Mm-hmm. So Asian American. <laughs> you, mm-hmm. know, I, you know, I don't know that is I don't know that they, you know, in this particular case. They didn't mm-hmm. call. They didn't make the niggas from one space. They, I mean, they kind of do it for everybody. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then when you know your ancestry, right? Let's talk about like the Yvonne orgies of the world. We know she's mm-hmm. Nigerian. She calls herself yeah. Nigerian American, right? Yeah. But I ain't from Nigeria. <laughs> I'm right. from Memphis, Tennessee. Right. Born and raised on the mm-hmm. south side where I spent most of my days. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so I don't know. And I ain't, I ain't done my 23 and me and none of that other stuff yet. I keep saying I'm going to do it. I ain't done it yet. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but I do know my roots. If I trace them back, that boat go back to that continent. <laughs> and my people were from over there somewhere. Brian, how, how do you feel about, you know, Mr. Freeman not celebrating? <clears throat> um, I think it's just dumb. Because even, especially at this time in history, when folks in certain states are trying to erase just mm-hmm. black history or history in general, like they whitewashing history. Yeah. Um stories need to be told. So if you get rid of Black History Month, right, and they're getting rid of just, or they're changing American history to even remove any semblance of even Black history in American history, which is American history, mm-hmm, then there's mm-hmm. a problem. Like I think I was watching something with Tom Hanks, uh, and he was, you know, talking about Tulsa. Mm. He's like, why did I just learn about Tulsa in my 50s? Like, that's, he's like, that's a problem. Like, yeah. Why did I just learn about that? That's that should be that's a major part of American history, uh, and I just just found out about it recently, right? So, and African American, you know, I understand that I, you know, anything on they ask me put as far as ethnicity or race or whatever, I just put black. I I I, I subscribe to just being a black man. I enjoy saying I'm black, um, but I understand. But that, to me, that makes no sense to say you know I don't like my African American because again, if you are 
you look at somebody you know they're from African descent. Most of us at some point are from African descent, but like like you said, European Americans, Asian Americans, African Americans, uh, I guess Latinx. I don't know if they would that considered. Um, but yeah, like mm-hmm. Morgan. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't have too much to say. Like it, to me, I feel like a lot of these actors and actresses feel like they. They say stuff which doesn't make any sense because even on top of that, like Morgan Freeman, like you're not pigeonholed in any type of you're Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you just they y'all mm-hmm. just be saying stuff. Um but you know, that's neither here nor there. I just feel like comments like that are stupid. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. And I don't have too much more to add because you know, ever since he said he don't want to be called a black actor, and he allegedly, you know, is dating his what, great niece or step. Somebody, somebody, it's always been alleged. I always kind of side I'm working for even so. God bless him and his dependents. Um, we're gonna jump right on over to a black person that we love, and that is Fantasia. Can't scream no mm. more, Barina. Yes, and I love her so much because she she gives it to us. Fantasia's one of those artists, Brian, who her mm. catalog is solid. The poodle, she she, I'm getting there, mm-hmm. I'm getting there. Her catalog is solid, and she may not ever reached like the Beyonce level of fame but when it comes to like doing her tribute for BET in the next 10 to 15, 20 years she gonna have so many things that the, that the, mm-hmm. well, well the, the new girl just can't sing like that so I don't know who gonna tribute Fantasia <laughs> but, but she gonna have so much know. material to choose from because that's the thing about these people Fantasia is one of the people who tributes other artists you know what I'm saying so like when you got Fantasia, you got Yolanda Adams, you got Jennifer Hudson. Who's gonna tribute them? Because they out here doing the tributes and doing the, um, doing the biopics and playing the mm-hmm. people. Like you know what I'm saying? Like who who gonna do them? We gonna have to find some of these British actresses again, like they find in movies, because mm-hmm. clearly they're the only ones that can get it done. But anyway, we want to shout out to Fantasia, who is just enrolled in HBCU Central State University. Um, right. She is one of our. She is our indie mm-hmm. sister. Indie Love, she's a member of a Sigma Gamma Row. Mm-hmm. Also, Road Incorporated. She's new. She's new. Pretty she likes to shake that monkey, as they do. <laughs> they do. Dum, dum, bum, bum, bum. That's she one of does. my favorite strolls. That's one of my favorite strolls from a from from sororities. I don't care. I don't care. I know I'm married to a, a lovely woman of Alpha Kappa Alpha, but <laughs> something about that shake that monkey stroll just gets the people going, and I I, I love it, especially when it's done well. <laughs> I love it so much. I love it so much. Um, it is, so shout out to Fantasia and her. We are super excited. She went from not even barely can read a contract to enrolling into college, and we love that. We love it's the progression. It is the progression. It is the growth. Yes. Chef's kids. Yes, I'm. I'm proud of Fantasia. As a non-traditional student, what I'm advice, proud. Brian, would you give Fantasia going into college at this age? Uh, don't be hard on yourself. Like mm-hmm. you haven't taken an exam in a long time. You haven't written a paper in a long time, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um, stay focused on the goal because, like. Clearly, I'm not like Fantasia, and we're in two different industries. Mm-hmm. But I already had my career going. I was already making money and stuff like that. So me really going to college didn't really, you know, serve me any purpose as far as ed- as far as employment. Um, same thing with her. Like, it is not going to serve her any purpose as far as employment. But it's really yeah. a goal that you set out for yourself, for your family. Like she for don't your kids. need this degree. Um, no, she don't need it. She don't need mm-hmm. it. Um, but it's I understand it being something as far as a goal. Uh, that you want, you know, um, 
And so do it. Don't be frustrated. You're probably going to be in a class. They're going to be, the professor going to be saying stupid stuff. Like, you know, in the industry, you're going to need this. And you'll be like, mm, not really. Uh, but, but go ahead and do it. Jay. And uh, C's, get, C's get degrees. You're fantastic. You just got to, you just got to walk across the stage, girl. That's mm-hmm. it. But don't be like Ray J was on College Hill Celebrity Edition. Oh, yeah, no. Like, this ain't how marketing <laughs> work, and this ain't blah, 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 blah. How you going to teach this woman with, all, with this PhD <laughs> about marketing? Brother, right. like, you can give a perspective. Right. right. But these are also tried and true methods that if you work for a marketing firm, that your little social media yes. a- approach won't necessarily work for. It's, it's not cut and paste to every single industry, my friend. So, anyway, I think Fantasia right. has more humility than that, and we're excited. We're proud. Yes. Yeah. And she's from we South Carolina. On this podcast. Ain't from she from South Carolina, uh, North Carolina, High Point, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Okay, I knew it was one of them Carolinas. So shout out North to Carolina. y'all in the mm-hmm. Carolinas and the people doing it. Now y'all got liberation books and y'all got liberated Fantasia's mind because she's going to college. Um, so speaking of mm-hmm. minds, this is a podcast that is divided at the mind. Brian is from Los Angeles, California. Mm, it is. I am from. I well, hail. Not, you know, from the, he's from the area, but we're going to say Los Angeles Pomona, in the context yes. of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I hail from the prop from my address in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> from proper, I hail from Memphis, Tennessee, over there off the Mississippi, the mighty Mississippi River, and our mm-hmm. two representative basketball teams that are in the National Basketball yep. Association. They went head to head this past Sunday. They did a best of mm-hmm. four. Series is kind of how the playoffs go. I'm giving you all this because y'all know me. I, I know all things sports. <laughs> and um, the round one, Memphis was a number mm-hmm. two seed. The Lakers was a number seven. I want to say seven. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they went head to head. It was a great game, tight game. You know, until about the yeah. end, um, the Lakers started to pull away, and they won the first round of that one twenty eight to one twelve. Um, uh-huh. Needless to say, the Grizzlies were are without. Some of their top mm-hmm. six players and Steven Adams, Brandon Clark. Um, mm-hmm. John Morant got hurt toward the end of that game. So mm-hmm. it was interesting. Um, and we'll just let me just say like this. We'll just see what happens. They play if you're listening to this when it comes out, they would have played already tonight. <laughs> so we'll see what happens uh-huh. with game two. <laughs> um, the Grizzlies are home, so they'll be in Memphis again and you know. Oh, mm-hmm. stressed. <laughs> I have great anxiety <laughs> when I watch when I'm when it's in high battle situations like this. So I probably won't watch it, but I probably will because my son wants mm-hmm. to watch it because he's a we're, we're a Grizzlies house. All right, from Minnesota, she don't root for mm-hmm. no Timberwolves. Jada was born in the Atlanta metro area. We don't root for no Hawks. Let's <laughs> say Memphis Grizzlies home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you understand me? <laughs> um, so Brian, any mm-hmm. thoughts? Anything you want to share? Keep it cute. I want you to keep it cute. Yes, I, no, kept, no. I, I kept it cute. <laughs> No, 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 because okay. like, I was telling somebody recently, I said, outside of outside of the Lakers, I root for, for the Grizzlies, right? So, um, I root for the Grizzlies. Outside of the Lakers, I root for the Grizzlies. Of course, you know, a good portion of my friends are from Memphis, right? So, it's only right. I like John Morant. They're a young, up-and-coming mm-hmm. team. If they weren't going against the Lakers right now, I'll be rooting for them. Um, yeah. But, you know, at this point, it's either my team or your team and going for my team. And it is what it is. It is what it is. I will say this though: I don't root for the Lakers. I don't have that same level of grace. So if the, <laughs> if the Lakers do pull it off, I will be rooting for the um, the Greek freak <laughs> to take this thing all the way home. Oh, Giannis. Uh huh. Uh huh. Giannis time in the Muko. That's who I'm gonna be rooting for. Oh. I know I said that terribly, but I'm Perfectly. black. 
and that's what it looks like to me. <laughs> Giannis, your mama, your mama spared the Giannis. Yeah. I'm gonna call you Giannis. All right, yeah, that concludes. <laughs> that concludes. Billboard. Um, if you looked at the title, then you saw in the in that little parenthetical, it say F E A T period. That means featuring, and it is our good mm-hmm. friend, our brother Chancy Page. Yep. Yep. Um, and we're always excited to have him in the living room with us. So. You know, this is going to be a good family reunion type conversation right here. So grab your drinks, grab your snacks, grab your tequila, grab your brown, grab your um, whatever it is, your your boxed wine, whatever it is that you like and you prefer. Grab your seat in the living room, make you a pallet on the floor, whatever you want to do to get comfortable. And let's have this good living room conversation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for sticking around. We are super excited because we have a friend of the podcast, friend in real life, a person who's probably been here the most times. I don't know what number of invites or you know guest starring. I don't know how many times it's been. But listen, it's been when it's family, you stop counting. <laughs> you, know, you stop counting. Know, but you know what? I'm a count now. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> because if okay, because if it's five, five, five is a good number in Iota Land. So if it's five, and if I've been here five times, that's a good. I gotta count now. I'm gonna count now. Okay, so <laughs> I'm gonna count. It right. was the. It's Black History. It was the Black History Month. It was. Oh gosh. It was the Casa Negros. Yeah. It was the He Don't Want You. Yeah. You, and, that's that. Those three was you and Charles, and then and you came by myself. And then, so this is number five. This is yeah. number five. <laughs> this, is a, this is a good number. This is a good number. This is a good number. This is number okay. five. Okay. Okay. Yeah. For those that don't already recognize the voice, Chancey is back on the podcast in the living room. So we're super excited to have you for this conversation. How are you doing? Black, exhausted. Um... <laughs> That's a move. Black and black exhausted. exhausted. Not exhausted because I'm black, but black, just black, and, black exhausted. and exhausted. I'm good though. How are y'all? Good. Good. You know, transition. I'm here. Y'all y'all the one listen. And this is not the no, not. <laughs> not Tisha still here. Dorinda okay. Clark Cole still here. Okay, okay. We'll okay. take the one though. Okay. We'll take the <laughs> oh, I thought we had let that thing go. We ain't I thought we had let it go. go. That's a hit that stick like grits. <laughs> is it a hit? It, it, is it, it a hit? I think is so. It? Okay. I think okay. so. Okay. Okay. I ain't gonna argue with you. I ain't gonna argue. <laughs> I ain't gonna argue with you. Brian, tell the people why we're here. Oh, we are here. Chance to try to cut up already. <laughs> Well, uh, you know, we're here time of transition, time of new, time of newness. And I recently started a new job mm-hmm. um, after 16 years. That's a marriage. A long time. Yes. Wow. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. Uh, and then I know Chancey just relocated to it and hasn't started a new job recently. So congratulations on that. Congratulations mm-hmm. to uh, you as well. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We're gonna So we can get that a little deeper. And then, of course, you know, Josh has plenty of jobs. And- a resume. Okay. Resume. <laughs> <laughs> the God, he has jobs on jobs on jobs on jobs, but he's also, you know, has moved around a lot. So uh, this is a great conversation. It really is going to be conversation surrender or surrounding, excuse me. Um, mm-hmm. You know, when it's time to leave employers, things of that nature, 90 mm. days, first 90 days, two week notices, Ooh. all mm. the things. 
etiquettes, the folks that get on your nerves and all that kind of great stuff. I'm saying um, ooh and ah like I don't already know, but I'm just going along. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stories. Anything we can get into as far as regarding employment um, and kind of like on some after the job kind of stuff, right? Um, so uh, first question uh, to, so uh, I'm going to ask this question. First, Josh. What's the longest you've been on the job? And also the same question that you talked about. Uh, <laughs> Three years. Exactly. So with one company that I was with, I started like May 2015. I left in May 2018, like the same week. Mm. And it wasn't even planned like that. It's just how God wanted it. Oh, and uh, But that's the longest. Because what I found is mm-hmm. that sometimes to capitalize on your worth, and to get what you feel like you deserve, it is easier to transition out than it is to climb the ladder up where you yep. are. And mm-hmm. that's just what I had to do. And then I was also in a phase when I got married young. So I was trying to make a lot of money. Well, not make a lot of money, but provide for my family. Um, so I was moving every time my opportunity came. And then I was thought I wanted to be an attorney. So there was like some career shift and transitions that happened along the way as well um, that caused me to switch around. But Chancey, how about you? Who... Years and two two years and five months. Okay. Two years and five months. Um. So, in the last place that I was just saying, I was there for exactly two years. Mm. Um. Similar to what you said, I have also kind of found it easier to not necessarily stay at a place. Um. But kind of just go out and maybe look for something more than I need. Yeah. And I think the most beautiful part about my career journey so far is that I remember when, you know, I'm old enough to remember where folks stay at jobs for 30 and 40 mm-hmm. years. But mm-hmm. now the way that things go now, a lot of people are going to these jobs and maybe they're only staying for a year and maybe they're only staying for two years. And I remember like when I was first starting out, that was actually kind of frowned upon. Like it was like, mm-hmm. don't job hop, don't do this. Right, right. Jobs won't look at you, you know, as a viable candidate because they won't see that you mm-hmm. actually are dedicated to staying at a job for a really long amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck that. Um, you know, because because just inflation is inflation is yeah. here, and mm-hmm. you know, pe- job opportunities are just so plentiful right now. Yeah. You can literally sure. work in your drawers at home. You couldn't do that thirty years ago. Oh yeah, not at all. Not at all. You couldn't do that. So yeah, two years, two years and like six months. But yeah, longest I've been on the place, two years. Okay. Well, I clearly I said earlier, sixteen. And Brian, you said sixteen. So what what was that even what does that even feel like? Like what is that? (laughs) It's it's weird because I came in Yeah, I came in entry level. So like every few years or so I just moved to a different department. So in essence I was in the same organization, but I moved to a different area. Uh, and was doing something different. So um, it's it's weird because like a typical millennial is, you know, you, you, you're you not staying at the same place uh, for any, you know, any period of time. Most people I know haven't been mm-hmm. the same job for a certain period of time, even if they yes. may have left and to come back. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I think what ended up happening to me was also that um, I had certain life things that were going on. So for those that listen to podcasts, know I was a non-traditional student. So I went back to school and I was getting tuition reimbursement and stuff like that. So that was a, you there. Yeah. That, so I was getting paid and also they were uh, <laughs> really accommodating to my schedule uh-huh. so I can go to school and stuff like that. So, uh, and that was, I, in, I got out of school in 2018 
Mm -hmm. after that, I was going to start looking for jobs and I got a promotion within the organization, within the company. And I kind of started doing something I liked. Then got, um, then I got, um, moved over to another area, which was my previous role, which I really enjoyed. So I had done different things. So kind of like some life stuff, but I never imagined being at a a place for like 16 years and like I'm 37 now. So my God, most of my adult life at the same place. So that's what, so it's weird. So. So, so you've been there since she was 21. Uh, just about tw- um, November. I was 20. there from November 20 to November 2006. So I'm trying to 38 this year. I could tell you what I was doing in November 2006. <laughs> what were you doing? Me too. <laughs> Me and you just came out by Cassie that summer. And uh... <laughs> <laughs> not, not a song. I mean... <laughs> she, on the music choice. Okay. <laughs> And, and she was, and you know, that song had a hold on me. I was making, I was redoing my MySpace page in middle school. Yes, on, I, was, I was having a good old time. I was having a great time. Yeah, MySpace era. That was, that was a that was an era. That was a time. That was first semester senior year of high school. Well, I was mm. I getting ready to break up with my high school sweetheart. But look at God. Not we ended right. that thing. Yeah, because we ended like right before Christmas. <laughs> so it was 2006 but but i'm gonna tell you this how i am a ultimate millennial mm-hmm. because i was getting tuition reimbursement for my grad program mm-hmm. at that job uh-huh. and still left <laughs> really and, 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 and went to that new job no you made me pay that back and because oh. I, I i read the handbooks oh. they tell me <laughs> i gotta be there at least two years a year before i can get it there was no clause and they said i had to yeah they didn't tell me that you had to stay afterwards it was Mm -hmm. just you had to be there a year to Mm -hmm. to qualify that was it then when i went to my new job i negotiated i said i need to leave early on these days i have class Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that was just that on net right (laughs) you want me you're gonna take you're gonna take me as i am I've always been that millennial that booked the system. <clears throat> a lot of places now actually, so you know, you um you guys know I do higher ed. And mm-hmm. so a lot of the a lot of places um now they actually put a clause in there that say that if you leave but you're getting tuition reimbursement, um, you actually have to either finish like your you either need to be finishing within like six months or so. Yeah. Or if you leave before you are done. And like you're they're no longer offering you tuition reimbursement, you may have to pay some of that back, or you'll mm-hmm. be responsible for portions of it. So it's it, it's it's, it's yep. interesting. It's really, it really dep- yeah, it depends on the it company. And, then, really and, and that company for me had a threshold. They weren't they weren't paying all the tuition anyway. Mm-hmm. It was only up okay. to a certain amount. So it was yeah. like so like six credits maybe or something. Yeah, literally. Yeah, okay. it was a class. Like a class, oh. like three credits. Wow. <laughs> but it was helpful. It was helpful money to me because it, it came directly to me too. That was the other thing. So. Oh, boss. <clears throat> they trusted me to pay the school. I was like, most okay. places won't do that. They'll say, uh, we'll send that check right there to you. And that's that. They don't, they, they give us, give me, they couldn't have given me that. I would have been fucking that money up. Oh, I did. I, I, I did. I, I would have been buying sections, bottles, <laughs> sparklers. Please, please don't ever let me. It was it was a lucrative time. I just said it. I'm that's just like you. that's just like when they had their rumor that Biden was gonna send their ten thousand directly to us and not to the student lot people. I was like, man, I'm alone. They never gonna get paid, Joe. No. Uh, if you send me ten k, you send me and Asher ten k a piece. That's twenty. Th- <laughs> okay. That is twenty k. <laughs> Okay, y'all can tax free money. Y'all can flip that. Listen, I was gonna flip it and re- what? What, Mickey, what did Missy say? It's your so flip. Yeah, okay. okay. 
and reverse it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry, Brian. We messed up your program. Go ahead. All right. All right. What we do here? Not excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm trying. What's wrong, brother? I'm not. This is this is 33. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on, because I'm not. You. That's 33. Because <laughs> Brian's <is> good. <laughs> I had just finished cooking before I started. I think I'm a little, I just a little warm. Okay, That's all. okay, That's a little warm. What, mm-hmm. what, what, what did the children get? Um, they, what did, we, we, we doing these uh, Mexican rice bowls. You know, if I got to gain weight and eat healthy, we all gain weight and eat healthy. <laughs> we, we eat as a family. <laughs> <laughs> we want the brown rice, you know what I'm saying? The chicken, the veggies. The chicken. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. even, what if I eat in Mexican ri- rice bowls at 10? 11, 12. I was ramen noodles. My, my kids go to, my kids go to a restaurant and ask for calamari. As request it themselves. So like, as they definitely should. eat like we ate at yeah. 10 and 11 years old. As he, as he should. Because <laughs> I was still warming up nuggets and chicken tenders in the oven. Shoot, Me too. That's when those TV dinners actually used to be reliable. Right. The, the uh, fish sticks and stuff like that. The hungry man. The hungry jack man. Uh, TV <laughs> Oh, all right. So uh, when it comes to employment, right, mm-hmm. uh, when do you know that it's time to go? Oh, I'm going to let I, I'm, I'm gonna let our brother go because there's so many signs. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I really think it depends. Like, mm-hmm. I do. Because I, I, I can honestly say that every job that I've had, I have left for different reasons. Okay, and okay. I'm happy that I've left for different reasons. Like, my last job, I left because it was just time to go. Mm-hmm. Like I felt like I had mm-hmm. I could do everything that I was supposed to do at that point in time. I felt like you know where I was at right now in my career, it was the best you know opportunity for me to kind of like level up. And I knew that I couldn't do that in that moment, which was fine. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved what I did there, but I knew it was I knew it was time for a change. I didn't agree with what uh, leadership was doing um, Got it. at the executive level, and unfortunately, a lot of what I do was affected at that last job by the decisions that they were making. So, mm-hmm. you know, it was just like, I got to go. Um, mm-hmm. But I've left other times, you know, uh, uh, for more money. Um, uh, if I uh, needed to relocate, um, mm-hmm. I left uh, one of my most recent jobs because I hated my boss. Um, oh, that'd be a thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. be a thing. So I, I, I think it's situational for me. But like Situations. Red Flag- but you gotta be what about it? Smart. But you, you gotta, gotta be, be smart about, about it. it. Okay, love. <laughs> <laughs> Sing it right. Okay. I'm right. <laughs> done. But yeah, I think it's I think it's situational. I think it's situational. But overall, red flags, I mean, I would say like any type of discrimination, any type of disrespect. Mm-hmm. I, I would that, mm-hmm. that that that's a big one for me. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. There's one quote that says that, you know, people don't leave jobs, they leave managers. Mm. And I think most mm. both of y'all probably have had, I know Josh has definitely had one where he had the the, um, the manager that was tripping. Uh, y'all want to share any of those stories about, you know, how oh, the, it was a manager a that managers you? that tripping. Um, so one job that I had around the time Jaden was born, I was working at a law firm. Mm-hmm. 
I'll tell this this name because I don't ever plan on going. Albert Telly Law. I don't ever plan on going back there. <laughs> um, Albert Telly Law or Albert Law? Albert Albert Telly Law. <laughs> well, we getting ready to tell it. Uh, we about to tell it all. <laughs> Listen, um, I had a little Asian woman. She was fresh out of law school, and she I feel she had like this this power complex. I felt like she had, and um, we was just like I would just call her to the carpet and was like. Just saying what we doing, right? And she she didn't know how to take it because I was really good <laughs> at my job. Mm-hmm. So she didn't know how to deal with that. And then transitioning to the job after that, um, where I met one of my the best supervisors I've ever had. Um, and we're still cool to this day. But then I went to this this um consulting firm here in Atlanta. I'll say their name too, Brailsford and Dunlay, because I don't plan on going back there either. I'm just I'm giving some of y'all some warnings to not go to these places. <laughs> um it was just this real frat boy. You got to work 95 hours to earn your keep. And I'm just like, no, I have a wife and children. And they was like, well, we got kids too. I was like, and clearly they don't look happy when I see them at company events. Right. Um, because you're not there, you're not active. And I just, I wasn't going to buy into that mode. I didn't leave that. I'm actually mad because I was actively seeking to leave that job when the pandemic hit and they laid me off. Mm-hmm. Um, as a result of the pandemic, and so I felt slighted. I want to break up with them. <laughs> I didn't want them to break up with me. <laughs> um, but I felt good because I wasn't like fired for performance or anything. It was just, but I felt like they also was like because we had clashed heads. It was like this is our opportunity. So they got rid of three of us in their office and downsized a few other offices anyway. But um, when I out out of the pandemic, these are my bad ones, right? Out of the pandemic, I took another job just to take one that was similar work. And I was the only black person in an all-white firm. Like, mm. and they had two offices, one here in DC. So you're telling me in DC and in Atlanta, you can't find no black two of the blackest cities in the yeah. United States. You can't find right. no. And they, they I mean, they were like like macro microaggressions were very macro. Um, they used to talk to some people crazy. I had to like read this man for filth one day, um, in person, because he tried to call me out on a call. It was very condescending and all different kind of stuff. It was just, I hated it. I hated it, Chancy. And uh, I quit that job with no notice. <laughs> I, um, I wrote, I, I sent that thing to an email. I said, my key and my company card is in the top right drawer. <laughs> but, and I told him how I, I didn't like the culture, how I thought he was racist. Um, I, I mean, I called it. I mean, I, that email was laid out and I CC like his, like the, the, he was the CEO with the, the founder of the company was still acting as president and working. So mm. And when I got home, my LinkedIn says such and such has approved your profile. <laughs> it was all over that profile trying to find me. And I was just yeah. like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. Um, I didn't even, I didn't, and my next job wasn't even started for another month. Asked like, what are we going to do? I said, I don't know. I said, we survived through the pandemic. We're going to survive this too. I said, I told, I told her, I said, when I got a new job, I was quitting. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't staying there another moment, but I, yeah. I hated that. So, mm. um, but I love mm. Abertelli, even though that boss going back to Abertelli law, even though she was trash, I really left for more money. I was mm. able to deal with her. I'm like, right. she wasn't no issue with me. Cause I, yeah. it was 10 minutes from my house. There was a corporate gym there that I absolutely loved. Um, it was like it was a lot of good things that was kind of good about it. The other people yeah, that were yeah. great, but I really <clears> left that for more money. Um, mm-hmm. and then when I left that job, I, that's when I, that next job I went to, I left there for opportunity. I was still a paralegal at that other space, and I realized I didn't want to be a paralegal anymore. So that's when I went to the consulting firm to do community development and things like that. And then I started focusing on uh, some DEI work in a sense there. And that's kind of how I kind of 
pivot. made the transition to where I am now. Um, so to your point, Chancy, they were all for different reasons. There were some yeah. interesting bosses, yeah, but they were sure. but the, the 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 actual reasons were very different for all of them. But why did you leave? Chance, I think about to say something. I asked Brian something. I, I was getting ready to say <laughs> to a question to both of y'all. So you mentioned you mentioned the fact that like you left for more money. Does money make things more easier to tolerate? Oh, uh, I I think so. It, it, it uh, to me, pick a struggle, right? If yeah. You have a bad, if you have a bad manager and you make it a hell of a lot of money, I can tolerate that. Yeah. But if you're if you're if you're feeling undervalued, underpaid, and your manager is whack, then like it's and that's one of the reasons why I left because okay. like we were we were doing okay with money, but we I felt like we were underpaid. Looking around the industry, mm-hmm. we were underpaid. Um. Mm-hmm. And and our my manager was so I had a black manager previously mm-hmm. that was between the manager that ended up coming on right so the black manager he resigned in December um, and so he was like the buffer between the bad manager right the bad leader mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. he insulated me from a lot of the foolishness. So then when he left and this other dude was more hands on, it was like, oh, I can't, I can't do this. I can't, I can't do the microaggressions, the, um, I, you mm. know, you, you go on mission trips to Kenya and you want to show me the pictures oh. and, oh. you know, yes, yes. Oh. You know what I'm saying? Not like, that. Yeah. I, that love, I love when, I mean, obviously not been in Africa. I love when I just hear people talk about like just shit like that in general and they try to talk about that and it's like I'm I'm like I always ask people especially white people who went like yeah I've been okay what did you do like, I'm curious to see what you did like what did mm-hmm. you actually do was it, did you treat it as like a pity party or like did you actually go down there and embrace the culture no no no, no was, they didn't do that he was showing you know they he was showing a 30, 39 cent a day villages yeah, see, I, don't, I see I don't like that I don't Mm-mm. like that no I don't no like that. And I didn't take one picture of one child when I was there. I also went for different purposes, but yeah, I, ugh, ugh. yeah. So it was a lot of that, and I couldn't, I couldn't mm. handle that and feeling underpaid and undervalued. And then this is, you know, we came to our team came to the manager was like, "Hey, uh, we need some more money," and mm. and he was like, he gave every excuse, every reason. Then he ended up saying, well, "We all know what we signed up for," like. Really? Do, do we though? You know what I'm saying? Because it was a new That's team. Not a good it was a new team that was created and stuff like that. And and they were saying, like, well, you know, since it's new, <clears throat> since it's new, um, we'll we can you can come back and reassess uh, or you know renegotiate yeah. the terms of the contract mm-hmm. or the the deal. So that's what we did. We said it's been it's it's time. Like let's renegotiate. Let's do this and that. This is what our base salary needs to be. This is what our bonus structure needs to be like. Blase yeah. blase, and. It was major pushback, and it was we all know what you signed up for. And at that point, I was like, "Oh, okay, I'm not about to deal with a bad manager, mm-hmm. and deal with somebody thinking that I shouldn't be getting paid mm-hmm. what I mm-hmm. believe I should be getting paid." What you're mm-hmm. worth, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's when it was kind of like to me, it was time to like, all right, let me let me dip out there. And and there was and to your point, there were so many other opportunities out there. And thankfully, from the job I was working at before, that they all those years of me being there, I did something different every two years or so. So my current mm. organization, mm. they saw my resume. It was like, oh, 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 okay. Well, you, we're lucky to have you. Like it was more on those things of like, like, dang, nigga, you did all this stuff. Like, 
and you want to work for us? You know what I'm saying? It's a big firm too. So it was, mm-hmm. it's, it was one of those things of like, even when I started going through the process, it was like, oh, I was in this abusive relationship yeah. um, and being taken for granted. Now I'm in this other place where they trying to, you know, yeah so it that was it was cool and that kind of led me to my next question was more so like, i said um, hold on real I, quick though brian but i because i just wanted to like hone in on that a little bit i think yeah for me it's i can i can tolerate one or the other up until a certain point mm-hmm. because i've dealt with some bad managers and stuff that were so terrible that mm-hmm. it was just like with that last job. I was like, my my new job, I didn't even start for a month. Uh-huh. I don't even care about the money right now. I got to yeah. get out of there. Like that's how bad the culture was for me. The toxic environment. Uh, it was so it was so toxic. It was so mm-hmm. bad, right? So I think I can I can deal with like certain things up to a certain point. Yeah. But to Chancey's point, like at, the, at this point, the money ain't even worth it. My peace. I'm mad when I get home. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm angry at work. I hate like. And then I, this was before COVID, right? So I'm driving into these space. Well, the mm-hmm. job that I quit was during COVID. He had us coming to the office, but like I'm, and then I'm driving to like Deep Roswell, like mm-hmm. you know. And for context, Chancey, that was literally like 45 minutes, almost no traffic from my house. So imagine with traffic. I'm in my car for an hour, 15 minutes, going. So that's almost three hours every yeah. day in my car to go to a place that I hate. Yeah. I don't yeah. like it. And then like, I'm, I don't, I, there's nobody to, well, what me, me and one of the guys who got laid off from the, the consulting job, he ended up going there and he the one who got me on. So he was cool. Like he was, he was, he's cool. And we still cool to this day. He's a cool white boy. Uh, but like overall, of course he didn't experience it. I was experiencing it because of course he was, he was a white boy. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I would try to, yeah, I would talk to him about it sometimes and he would be like, Oh, you know, yeah, I get it. Josh. It was, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, and he would empathize because that's one reason why I liked him. He was kind of one of them, you know, Elizabeth Warren, um types. Right. So like he was cool, but at the same time, you still have a level of privilege that you yeah. just never understand my experience here. So to your, I just wanted to point that out for some people who may be listening. Like, I understand if you're saying the money ain't enough. I got to oh, yeah. have peace. Yeah. Um, especially Gen Z. Gen Z will be out, out. Like, oh, yeah. millennials, we might tolerate a little bit, but Gen Z, <laughs> mm-hmm. they'd be like, no. Yeah. No, 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 no. And, and within that, I think there were three Ps, you know, the uh, purpose, pocketbook, peace. Like, what's, you know, figuring out what's. Pocketbook. That's, yeah. That's a good word. Figure out what's what, <laughs> right? Is right, that a like, Telfeezy? I, I know that's a Telfeezy. That's brand new <laughs> with the tag. Maybe y'all Telfar sponsor my brother, please do because he be having all I the. Mean, I'm saying, though, I'm I'm saying, just one time, just one time, <laughs> once. I work hard. You do, and you I do. was buying them before the hype. Okay. <laughs> Cause the girls was mad at me because I had mine and they ain't have it. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's nothing I can do for you. <laughs> I'm not having to do with me. <laughs> but, but yeah, but to that point, I think I think you got to you got to decide like what's the most important. Is it the money? Mm-hmm. Is it the peace? Mm-hmm. Is it your purpose? Because sometimes you may be at a job where you feel like you know you're there for a purpose, right? And it may not be making any money, and it may be hell. Like some people, like school teachers. God bless you. It's like some of them are legit on on purpose and on assignment. Mm-hmm. Underpaid, mm-hmm. no peace, and they're just there on purpose. Like, yeah. I, kudos to those folks because I, you know, at this point in my life, I feel like the the, the bag is really important to me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's mm-hmm. it's really important. It's 
It's stuff like, you want to do, and you need yeah, money to do it. You, you, just, got, you need money to do it. Like, yeah. and, and unless you aren't doing anything like blatantly racist or even like like stuff, like I can, there's certain levels of things I can I can tolerate. But as long as you mm-hmm. ain't doing anything like ridiculous, I'll just give me the money and I'll do my thing. Like, just leave me alone and I, I'll do what I got to do because, you know, I just, it's really about money at this point in my life. Mm-hmm. It's, def- it's definitely, it is. I mean, it's important, you know, like, being able to sustain a certain lifestyle, but honestly, it's just oh, breathing has cost us probably a hundred dollars just being here this past time. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just it's so expensive. Yeah, yeah, everything is expensive at this. point. Everything is expensive at this point. I want to get to a place though, where because I do like what I do. Okay, but I do want to get to a place though where. I'm doing other things I like to do a little bit more, like podcasting, mm. for example. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll be very transparent, and you know, I've I've been in ebbs and flows with this for like two years now. Yeah, three years now, actually, and it's something that I enjoy doing, but you know, it also has not been really bringing me, you know. No, we know. Like, oh, we definitely y'all know. Y'all know. Yeah, y'all know. Definitely know. Y'all know, and y'all are way more consistent than I am. Um. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, but I, I want to get to a point in life where I'm really enjoying the things that I I love outside of work that bring me peace. I just want to be black yeah. and eccentric and just beautiful and just do every, I mean, well, mm-hmm. um, but I want to just do everything that like life has to offer yes. and like not have to, for me, that aligns with me and my morals and my passions and like not have to worry about like money. I, I 100% agree. I agree. And and I feel like that I'm not gonna say everybody, but I feel like if I think most of us, especially black folks yeah. in a certain place who have and I and I was talking to my wife about this recently, like I was like, once you've achieved the American dream, like what else is there? Right? You know what I mean? Like what else is there? And and most of us in in, in a certain other than being like millionaires and billionaires, right? We all have, you know, homes, we have these Great careers, degrees, degrees, travel, well, all that stuff, all, all that yep. stuff. So at this point, yeah. like at a certain point, you kind of like to your point, chance. You want to just peace, and you want to just do what the hell you want to do. You want to just live your best black life, and yes, yes, just do that. And it's like, but how do you get to that point or transition to that point of you know being able to live your black mm-hmm. hippie? Because if it, if it were me, I would have like a cabin, be a hippie, oh. off the grid, on the grid. You know, I'll still be clean. I'll be clean. I would hope. I wouldn't doubt to be clean. <laughs> I'd be clean, yeah. but yeah, I just, I just want, can't I just be in no cabin. Oh, no, I want to just relax. I just want to be like a person that's just can do whatever he wants to do. I just honestly just you for me, it would just be matter because I love the city, right? Like I am mm. a city boy through and through. Like love it. <laughs> love being able to go shop. Love being able to pump down the street with a nice coat. <laughs> people see me. You know, like that's a very like when I was younger, I was like, I got like I, if I don't. I want to live in New York. I either want to live in New York City next or DC next because I do think that. Oh, great choices. I do. I know, but and I, and I think and I say that because I, I think that children are starting to fall out of the life's plan for me, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm starting to make peace with that. Mm-hmm. Um, like I think I could be a dope dad, but like still, I gotta like I ain't doing that shit alone. So <laughs> <laughs> for I the time being, yeah, y'all, y'all fathers, listen, okay, yeah, listen, listen. listen. I don't know how single parents do it. I, Listen, no, no I don't know how my mama did it. Like, I don't know how the fuck she did it. But I say that to say that, you know, I, I going off Brian's point, like, I, 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 being remote is cool, but I don't know if I would 
do well in the cabin or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I would just love to like live somewhere where I can get to where I need to get to. I could just have like, my lost little, it. Like Brian, oh. like like Brian came to like my last place that I was at, and so like I had the separation. Like Philly mm-hmm. was Philly was very oh, yeah, much yeah. there, but I. You can get to you Philly know? when you need to get to Philly, but you were in a nice suburban neighborhood that's quiet and yeah, real I get white, it. Mm. Real white woman, real okay, <laughs> okay, real on the patio looking down. Okay, what's going on down there? Okay. Right. So, but yeah, but no, I, no, I think if my ideal world would be like ceiling to floor condo. Top floor. Oh, that'd be nice. I don't. I don't need a yard. I don't need a, no. a picket fence. I don't need any of that. I, w- I would love to be in the city where I'm close to everything, but yeah. I want the ability to own, but also have the amenities of a rental. So come fix this. Come change this light bulb. Um, some buzz them in. Like I want to pick up my laundry, valet service trash. I want my utilities wrapped in. Like I want all of that. I want the apartment amenities. With the with the tax benefits of home ownership, and that's that would be me. And then to, I think to your point, Brian, relieving that burden, like so, finding some passive income that just pays my bills. Yeah, have that join an automatic dress where I can just be in Dubai, or I can be like, you know what? It's Cinco de Mayo. I'm going to Mexico. Like, you know what I'm saying? I want, I want, I want spaghetti. Mayo is coming up, right? I want Italian spaghetti, so I'm gonna go to Italy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. just when you just make a decision to want to do stuff and do things, and like, and and to your point, bro, how did you get there? I think the way that you get there, in so many ways, because neither none of us had, you know, silver spoons, probably not bronze spoons or sterling silver spoons either, mm. in our mouths. <laughs> um, so you have to work. The silver spoon was there. It wasn't real though. Yeah, but so yeah, it was it was silver <laughs> in color. It just it just it just and went that, washed it a couple of yeah, times. It, it, it went that it went that spoon you had to shine and clean up. Yeah, you had to, yeah, you you had to, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> it got the dishwasher stains on you gotta buff okay. out a little bit. That's it. Listen. But like but but it takes a level of it takes that grind and that nine to five. Well, like in me and Chancey's case, sometimes navigating from job to job to job to job to get to a certain mm-hmm. level. And then when you get to that level, like, all right, cool. Now I'm making, you know, six figures. So mm-hmm. do I, is the next goal seven, right? Is, is, is six figures enough? How high in the six figures am I willing to go? You know, like, or do I start getting multiple side hustles? Do I start flipping money and investing it? Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like how much more do I do? And then at what cost? And then like right now I'm 33. Like I know I'm not old, but if I grind out like this, for the next even just seven years. I'll be 40, right? And 40 isn't old either. But dang, between now and 40, I want to parlay a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because I'm because 30 is the new 20, I believe. Like, I'm still young enough to do the thing, but I'm making so much more money than I was mm-hmm. making at 23. Um, yeah. So I'm able to enjoy and live. But I think it's that always that lingering question of what's next, what's more. And then yeah. for many of us, it's like, all right, cool. Maybe that means another job that's going to pay me more. That's going to, mm-hmm. maybe I got to make this. Because the job I'm in now, I came back to this company. Mm-hmm. And I make about $30,000 more than when I was there the last time. Mm-hmm. Right? So, like, I had, to, I had to leave and do some things <laughs> to come back to be in this particular space. And I'm still, and I'm at a nonprofit. So, I know I'm still not making as much money as I could. I yeah. love the organization. I love the mission. Right. So to your point about teachers, Brian, I recognize that, too, because I could go out and do and be with what I'm doing. Now, I could be a VP of DEI somewhere else and be making half a million dollars. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, if, should, <laughs> should, should, yeah. should you want to dip your toe in that realm? OK, listen, especially if you want to do it at higher ed. I mean, 
Hey. <laughs> I know I know a lot of people. Okay? Listen, I ain't, I ain't never posed to making a switch. I know a lot. I, I, I know a lot of people. No, I feel I feel that though. Working in education, working in nonprofit is tough. I mean, I'm making the most I've ever made in education. Mm-hmm. And the fact that I'm making what I'm making now, it's like I never saw that happening in education yeah. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think I was going to see that until I got like to the dean level, to be honest, which I hope mm-hmm. and pray that it's in my future soon. But, you know, I sure. I feel you on that. Like, it, it's it, it's tough. It's it's tough. So yeah. let me ask y'all this. Yeah, Go ahead, Brian. I, I don't know. know what we gonna say. To make a point. You're good, I'm just going to ask. I know we talked about why we left jobs, why we transitioned, the kind of things that, but what what would make a job like all things considered, not even thinking about entrepreneurship or things like that, but let's just say we were forced to be into a nine to five situation yeah. and we're happy about it. What is the dream job? What qualities make a dream job or the mm-hmm. ideal job? Because in my dreams, I don't work. So what makes, Hello. What, Hello. What, what makes like, this is the job that I'm happy. Every, you know, everything's great. What is that? Oh, um, well, I actually really I liked my old job. I just okay. like the manager, and I like how much I was getting paid. So that job entailed me traveling, which I mm-hmm. like. I like to be in the airport. If I could be in the airport every week, I would. Like, I mm-hmm. enjoy going up and down or through Hartsville Jackson, going into cities, going to places like Philly, and, and meeting up with you know with Chancey. Like, you know, what I'm mm-hmm. saying I enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I enjoy um, talking to people, developing relationships. But I would do that. Um, public speaking, I enjoy public speaking. So doing trainings or seminars and webinars, public speaking, traveling frequently, and get paid a hell of a lot of money to do that. Like mm-hmm. that would be my ideal situation. Um, just, just as me, I, I would love that. Okay, Chancey. For me, it's because uh, I, I do enjoy traveling, but I, with a lot of the work that I do, I don't travel a lot. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and that's just the nature of the work that I do. I'm a problem solver. I, mm-hmm. Like that's what I do. You know, you, when you're working in residence life, that's, that's how it is. Um, I think the job for me that was a good situation, though, I would I would enjoy a job where I could travel. But for me, it's all about the manager. Um, mm-hmm. I Because of the work that we do, we work so closely together and we work with a lot of different folks because mm-hmm. we don't have a choice to. Like we're providing a whole entire yeah. experience for college students, right? So we don't. I don't have a choice but to talk to financial aid, but to talk to admissions. Mm. You know, talk to student activities, talk to catering, talk to down services. Like I don't have a choice to interact with those people. I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, having a manager that supports me when things get a little rough and sticky has always been important for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my last, my it was really really tough to leave my last job. That was the first time I had a black boss, mm. and I had never had okay. a black boss until her. And when wow. I tell you that that experience was everything that I hoped for, and then more. Like I, I legitimately have a friend in her. Like we talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, having a super a supportive supervisor because sometimes I'm gonna have instances where like people are not going to be happy with decisions that I make and I need to know that you support me and what I'm doing it's not that I don't feel confident it's just that I need that support yeah. to make sure, you know to, to back me up you know make sure you, hey like you're not going in the room and, and and completely overriding what I'm saying just because we're trying to give people what they want because you know I see a lot of that in what I do right um, right so for me it's it's it's, it's having a, a good manager and also an environment where people feel comfortable and that's what I said in my interview like I'm like I'm not necessarily leaving a toxic work environment. Like I had my, my once again, my last job, best team I ever had. We were super, super mm-hmm. close. So I told them flat out in the interview, I was like, I'm not leaving one job to come here and be uncomfortable. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that. 
Right. Like I'm not, I can't afford to do that. That's not something that I want to do. Mm-hmm. Now you, now you are uncomfortable. I think when you start a job at first because you're still filling it out. Yeah. But if if that uncomfort continues and lingers, in my personal opinion, for more than like six months, that might not yeah. be the place for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I I absolutely agree. I think for me, when it comes to what's a a dream job per se, uh, it would be, of course, making the ideal amount of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, some very high six figures, low sevens, if we're gonna be, if we're gonna keep it honest. Um, the ability, you, you know, I used to vacillate between like whether I would want to be one hundred percent remote somewhere else, but I love it. Um, and the reason why I love it is because of the flexibility that it gives. And and I'm one of those people. Brian, Brian knows I work. Yeah. Like I don't be at home twiddling my fingers. Like you mm-hmm. know, and just like we see the million people be like, oh, I'm just gonna keep it green. No, I be on this joint from the time I log on this computer up until sometimes six, seven o'clock. Um, well, one because I do multiple things, but also like I work. <laughs> I have to. I, I work, but at the same time, I'm able to go get my oil change. Yep. Right. And I have to take that out of my weekend and have my laptop in my lap. Right. Yep. Or I'm when I and when I do need people, my company has a thing where we can reserve a desk. I can go into the office and be with people or it gives me opportunity to where because I'm a family man, like me and my wife have a good relationship in terms of well, specifically in terms of um, giving each other our space to do us and hang out with friends, blah, 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 blah. But like over the course of my life and what I've done, I know a lot of people. So when they be like, ah, Josh, we should link, we should do this, we should do that. Like, I'd be like, you know what? Let's do coffee this day. Let's do lunch that day. It opens up so many more opportunities, not just like when Brian said, I can go to Philly and hang out with a good friend, but I can even connect with people in the city that typically my life's, because my weekends are reserved either for my closest friends when I'm doing some hanging out, hanging out, or my family. So mm-hmm. like the, the the Morehouse brother I had a class with who was cool and I saw you on the street, like I didn't got a whole lot of capacity just catch up with you. But mm-hmm. now that I'm remote, maybe we both can do coffee if you're remote too, or to have a working lunch or something like that. And then on the flip, and then I think the other thing, so 100% remote, so I can have that flexibility. And then the last thing, to Brian's point, well, of course, of course a good, inclusive, and equitable culture. Yeah. Gotta oh, yeah. have it. Yeah. yeah, that's, um, yeah. And not just in word only, but indeed, right? Yeah. Like right now, the culture that I'm in at work is that. I mean, of course, we're going to have our fights, right? Because white you know white supremacy but um and it's embedded in almost every fiber of a, of, of of american culture but mm-hmm. um a really good culture that supports your dreams that's, that understands like i have a supervisor now and i had one back then when i was at this company that understood what i wanted to do in the future and would support certain development opportunities and certain conferences like i was at the time i was a paralegal and I went, I was the first and only paralegal to go to this legislative conference that we had because she knew that I wanted to go into policy and she fought for me to be there. Right. So that kind of so those that I mean by question. Then lastly is the ability to travel. I don't have to travel as much as Brian because sometimes I'd be I'd be travel fatigued, but I do enjoy being on planes, exploring cities. And again, because I'm married. Right. I don't think that I could just be like, oh, I'm going to go to Philly and kick it with Chansey. My life ain't that simple. But if I got a trip, that opens up so many more opportunities, not just to explore America, but to catch up with different people and to do certain things that normally life wouldn't necessarily allow me to do. So work travel um, is, is, a, is, is an important part for me, too. So those are things that would make an ideal job. Um, yeah. And, I, and, you know, it, it could all, what did Lauren Hill say? It could all be so simple, but you rather 
make it hard. Yeah. You know, employers make it hard. Her, I'm seeing her in June. <laughs> Is she gonna show up? Are, yeah, if she shows you? up, <laughs> if she shows up, I'm seeing her in June. If she shows up, what what's happened? Is the roots picnic? Shit. You, what is uh, it? Yes, Ruth's picnic. Yeah, Ruth's okay. picnic. Mm-hmm. Okay, what's the date on that? June third and fourth. It's a Saturday and a Sunday. Right, because you were up here last year. Oh, yeah, for the Ruth's for the picnic. La- yes, because I was going to Houston that weekend. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh-huh. mm-hmm. I was going and to we Houston had, that we weekend. We had dinner, and then we had dinner. Yeah, my my daughter got COVID, or my mama got COVID, so my wife yeah. couldn't come. Yeah. So then I had to sell my Ruth's t- tickets, and then we we hung yep. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I will be there. So if you decide to come, I will be yeah. there. Well, the company I work for now is stationed uh, in, in Radnor, but Philly ish area. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, Radnor, 25, 30 minutes outside of Philly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's like my new hub. So I'll be in and out of there pretty often. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. I'll be there. Hopefully, the Lord will be there too. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> I, I owe her a concert, so we'll see. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll be there too. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't care nothing about y'all having dinner. Last time y'all was there, every you know, I roll my eyes every time that conversation come up. You oh, can, I will be, and I will be in that. I will. I, I said the other day, I will be in Atlanta in July for maybe three days. What, what's the Wait. dates? Because me and Brian are both gonna be going in July. Yeah, we be, uh, we, we be in these streets. <laughs> okay. Well, I can tell you right now. Hold on. Yeah, um, let's, go, let's schedule it right here live on the podcast. Okay. <laughs> well, I, I I should be there. So Conclave is the 25th through the 30th. Um, I will be there probably from the 25th through the 28th. I'm going to leave okay. on Friday. We'll be just coming back from our Conclave. <laughs> Where's your conclave? Where's your con- where's- Our conclave okay. is. Hold on, let me get. Okay. Let me pull my calendar. Up. Okay. And, and this is this is this is adulting, ladies and gentlemen. This is adulting. You want to so, see your friends? You got to see your yes. calendar works. So Our conclave is like the nineteenth to the twenty first, twenty second. Oh, I'll be able to see y'all. Yeah. So it's, so we'll be back. We have to be the next week. So we'll be back. Yeah. So we'll be I'll back. Be able- I'll be able to see y'all. Yeah, I, just, I, I ain't staying the whole that whole time, and, and I got things. You know, I'm, listen, I ain't staying our whole country. I'm going like Wednesday evening, Thursday, or something like that, and staying through the weekend. Yeah, no thanks. Mm-hmm. No, no thanks. thanks. I'm not trying to be around that. All right, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so I guess what then I, I guess my thing would be uh, last question before we wrap it up is sure. uh, two week notices. What is your thoughts on two week notices? Paper, email. In person, how do you, what do you think about that? So I usually give two week notices, but the only time mm. I've never given one was when I I had just graduated undergrad, mm-hmm. and I, my new gig was starting in August, so I needed a little bit of coin to get me through. Okay. Um. So I thought it was a cute, you know, cute to work at Dollar General. I had never done like a retail. <laughs> <laughs> I had yeah, never Dollar General. Mind you, I had worked. I. I I've kept a lot of jobs. I worked at Starbucks, Chipotle, Pizza Hut, you name it. I've worked here. Six Flags, Great Adventure. Wow. That was my first okay. Okay. <laughs> I was working at the Johnny Rockets at the Six Flags. Um, but I went in. I went in. I walked in. I was like, "This is ghetto." And I left, and I never came back. Like I went one day or two days. I think I got a check for like forty dollars, and I was <laughs> like, "I ain't never doing this again." But I'll say that. Um, I usually give two week notices. However, when I was leaving um, a job that I had about ooh, five years ago now, okay, um, 
four or five years ago. Yeah, one of those. Um, they actually required me to give a 30-day notice. 30 days? Required? What was the requirement? How did they require you to do that? So that was in the employee handbook. Wow. And that's what everybody always did. You just gave a 30-day notice. And I either had to um, give a 30-day notice and get all of my vacation payout and everything else that was owed to me. Or mm-hmm. I could do notice, but I would not get my vacation payout. You know, I'm a bitch that need my coins. So mm-hmm. you need to say, you know, the new gig that I had already lined up because they wanted me to start sooner. I said, hey, you know, I have to give 30 day notice, you know, but really like I needed a 30 day notice because I was relocating and I'm like, I need mm-hmm. that. Like, yeah. I had yeah. a whole bunch of vacation time saved up. I was not about to lose out on like two stacks. You got me right. fucked up. Like mm-hmm. I was never doing that. <laughs> um, so I had to do the 30 day notice and I stayed to get that extra check. Can I tell you, I'd have been in there clipping my toenails for thirty days. <laughs> I wasn't doing nothing. I had to do what I had to do. I, and you Listen. know what's so crazy? What's so crazy is one of my uh, coworkers was going on maternity leave. Mm-hmm. So even if I wanted to be lazy for the last thirty days, I couldn't. You, you could. We were already short staffed. Oh, it hurts. Yeah, I usually give a two week notice, except in that one that one occasion that I didn't. Um, but I tell you this. If them last three, four days, I just be there. I just be responding to emails, looking be because what I'm gonna do at this point is the it's the next person y'all gotta hire after me job. It's the rest right. of the t- sorry to this team. Then I'm, 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 and to and to Brian and to Chancey's point, I'm giving a two week notice so I can maximize everything that's owed to me. Otherwise, I would I literally would have gave you a few days. Because mm-hmm. here's the thing. If they ever wanted to get rid of us, ain't no notice. They just gonna call us in. They're gonna be like, this is your last day. So I'm so I actually, I ain't gonna say I disagree with the two-week notice. I feel like the only reason why I do it is to capitalize on my on my coinage, not because I'm just yeah. a good person. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> I mean, two-week notices are definitely rooted in white and in, in white supremacy. Mm-hmm. You know, because who the fuck created two-week notice? It damn sure wasn't no black people because when we exactly. ready to go, we ready to get the fuck yeah, we out of here. We, 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 we don't want to be here. We getting our bag. We going. So, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. It's rude and whiteness, you know? It's just, it's, mm-hmm. it just is what it is. Mm-hmm. But, no, nah, I've never I've never given two weeks. For me, I've never given two weeks because I wanted to be, you know, for the team player. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I need that last check. I need that last check. That's that's it. And see, that's and I, be, it. And I be lying about that. So when I get paid here, I can actually get paid. I can keep my pay cycles going. You see what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So you time it that way. That's that's really it. Like, I don't mm-hmm. believe in the, like, the respectability politics of it all. Because I don't, owe, I don't owe you that. I'm doing this for me. And that's the other thing, Brian, about being free. When I get to yeah. a certain income threshold, I don't even care about that. So my last day, it could be a Wednesday. My last day will be Friday. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and that's just what it. I don't owe you anything. This is your problem no, now, true. and that's yeah. really it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna close out as much as I can these last two days, mm-hmm. and we gonna rock it. And people that were don't burn bridges. The only bridge I didn't burn was the job I'm in now, and I didn't even plan on coming back to this one. I just really like them. So it was no reason for me to be rude or mean. But most of the other jobs I left, I had no intention ever. I mean, not even a thought of going back. This particular job, I was like, it'll be, I I didn't think I would be back. But I also like ain't mad. I was never mad at the idea of coming back. But the other. I also think too. Yeah. I also think too, like, is there even any room to like grow? 
Like, why would I even come back? Right. Like, what would I, I left for a reason. Do? Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. You left for a reason. You left the job for a reason because, and not, yeah, I, I 100% get that. So oftentimes you leave a place, it's not because you want to come back or you mm-hmm. think you're coming back. You don't need point. them. No, no, mm-hmm. no. You'd be cool with enough people to put some to put at least one person on their reference, and that's it. <laughs> that is it. I just need one, one. Yeah. And hopefully, I'm gonna call you beforehand and be like, "Hey, you was my supervisor when they call you." Okay. All right. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. As long as we clear. <laughs> <sighs> all right. All right. Anything else about employment, jobs, new jobs, old jobs, mm-hmm. anything like that before we wrap it up and go to? Uh, Pockets of Joy? Mm-hmm. next, right? Okay. Nope, nothing else. Let's do it, Brian. All right, let's go ahead and do it. You couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, you could never, ever bring me down. Couldn't do it then. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around. And we have Chancey, who is here with us. And we are at Pockets of Joy, formerly Black Person Self-Care. And this is the place in the episode where we talk about what we're doing to intentionally bring us pockets of joy so sure you're, you're the guest well friend here today chancy what is something you're doing you plan on doing uh mm-hmm. to bring intentional joy overall or this week and any you know, whatever you want to do yeah i bought this new shaving gel and it has been really really good um mm-hmm. it's by bevel I okay, okay bevel. That. Uh, I, you know because sometimes with those big popular products once mm-hmm. the white people get their hands on them, they start to lose that blaze. Mm, they dilute. Mm-hmm. Shea Moisture. Shea Moisture is a Hello. good example. They started mm-hmm. off real niggerish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, now and, and now it's colonized. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, but for me, I've been buying I've been buying new skincare products and you know, I'm recently bald, so I've been buying new stuff to try to like, you know, make sure that I, you know. I keep this together because it's a lot more visibility now. Mm-hmm, um, but also, mm-hmm. Pockets of Joy too, as well too. Something that I'm trying to learn as well more, and so I think some continually that that I'm tapping into is is really doing things that make me feel good. So mm. I'm a big concert. I'm a big concert goer. I love, I love going to concerts. I, oh, I feel the love most, language. I, yes, it really concerts really are my love language. I think I feel the most like just free at a concert because mm-hmm. we're all just here just to really just enjoy the music. Like uh, mm-hmm. but two weeks ago, I saw Masego. Oh, um, oh my god, he was so good live. Um, I saw Artie Lennox uh Ooh, in March. Woo! Um That's my song because I got like time to wave. <laughs> um and she was so good live. And so next and next week I'm going to a concert. So needless to say, concerts are I'm going to see Mac Ayers, who is a a white guy who oh, yeah, his I know. Ass He's he can sing. It's like an old mm-hmm. school kind of vintage kind of sound. I'll send you videos, Brian, since I know that you like him. Um, I do. but I, I, so concerts, I've been doing a lot of concerts that those yeah. are, that's been my pockets of joy. Okay. okay. Joshua. We love that. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing particularly this weekend. I'm getting ready to travel. So I'll be prepping for that. And that's not joyful at all. But, um, <laughs> I mean, just overall, I think, um, oh, so I am going to, I think I've talked about this like sporadically, how I was going to like do more wellness in terms of like recovery from working out. I'm going to actively start doing it like maybe a Wellness Wednesday or Fix It Friday. You know what I'm saying? I'm, one of them alliterations. Um, so there's like some some sauna, some like infrared sauna, hot spas and all that kind of stuff that I want to go to and start really incorporating that more into my workout routine. Um, just because, I mean, 
33. Like, I'm in shape, but, like, these this body don't recover the same way that it used to. And just um, having that. And I also think it will just be um, a stress reliever, too. So I'm looking forward to doing more of that and um, finding joy in that in that space. How about you, Brian? Uh, since I, I was traveling a lot before, uh, I'm in this time before I transition to I'll go back and traveling a lot again. I'm trying mm-hmm. to intentionally spend a lot of time with my family and especially Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So this weekend we're going to see uh, Disney on Ice. So that should Come be on. fun. Skate. <laughs> yeah, Disney on Ice. And then next week we're going to go out uh, on family vacation uh, to like, I think I'm, I'm probably talking about it next week, but Disney World. And then just trying to yeah. put a whole bunch of like family stuff in there. And create some memories uh, while mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to chill for a little bit. Why you got this chance? Because you might not have this chance anymore. Yeah. anymore. Yeah. Ricky Dillard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, Brian, do we have anything in the P.O. Box before we. Uh, let me see. In this here. segment. And, and Chance, you can't stick around for the P.O. Box. Is that okay? Well, I, of course. Thank you. Okay, all let's right. do it. Yeah, we got something in there. All right, cool. Oh, yes. Wait a minute, Mr. Bozeman. Right, good people we have made it to the post office box and this is your opportunity as we always say for you to jump in and join us on the podcast and you can do so by writing in to ask the jigsaw that's ask the jigsaw at gmail.com we will do a few things we will read your letter out loud if we like it we're going to give you a pseudonym mm-hmm. because we respect your privacy and your pronouns and then we're we going do. to give you the best non-professional therapeutic advice that you can receive on Cicely Tyson's internet so with that being yes. said, understood and accepted, Brian, who do we have and what do they want? <clears throat> uh, pronouns, she, her. Okay. Is it and it looks like it's an up- update. It looks like it's an update. So from from oh okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's bad BBL, and I don't remember well, what the name week, was. <laughs> yes, I do not remember this woman's name that we gave her. So let's just call her Florida Evans. Matter of fact, Florida. you know what? I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna let <laughs> okay. Chancey name her. Chancey, <laughs> we, need, we, need a, we need a name. Bad we need a name. Ooh, Bad Lord. BBL. Call the girl Tanya. Tanya. Okay, so Tanya. so Ryan, you got to give, you, since this is an update, you got to give Chancey context from last week. Okay, so last week, the, the, the letter basically was, uh, it's a lesbian couple, just so you know that. Um <laughs> Oh, so and, uh, my Leviticus um, sisters. So when one, <laughs> so when one of the young ladies went out of town, uh, well, so let me go back to before. So they were both on these health health journeys. They were both working out, trying to get fit, mm-hmm. got to get right. One was, you know, showing a little more progress than the other. Okay, the one that was showing a little more progress, she went out of town on a business trip, if I'm not mistaken. While she went out on a business trip, the one that wasn't showing a lot of progress went and got a BBL. And some plastic surgery to try to enhance her oh, so process. So when she got home, mm-hmm. yes. So when she got home from the business trip, she see the girl laid out. Like what happened? With a leg not only, up, you know, tended to her, her new booty and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, but not only was it a that she got they got a BOL behind BBL behind her back. It was a bad BBL. So it, the question last week I think was like, you know, should we stay together or what should I do? How should I confront them? Something like that, and this is kind of what I'm understanding is an update to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, read the update, Brian. Let's go. Let's get into it. Update says, uh, "So I'm back with an update about my girl and her bad BBL." 
All right. We had a conversation about it, and she admitted that she acted out of insecurity and was really displeased with her gym progress and went straight to surgery. I empathize with her, but I am mad. I don't want her to think that I'm insensitive, but that joint is bad. And the way she moved about, <laughs> way she moved about it was foul. Last question. How do I move forward with this? Again, I don't want to call off my engagement, but this really has me stuck. Best wishes, Tanya. Okay. So I just thought that they were bumping purses, but they're actually building a home. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, <laughs> with that being with that being said, okay. Well they're they're making a home. Ooh. Okay. Chance to get off of this mic. Um, <laughs> um okay. So since they're home, since they're making a home, okay. I all right. I don't. Ooh, this is tough. So I, it might be over. Mm, and okay. Reason, okay. And, re, and, and you know why it might be over? Because <laughs> I think it's different when you make those types of decisions and mm-hmm. you are single and you don't have anyone to answer mm-hmm. to. I even think it's okay when you make those decisions. And I, when I say answer to, I mean consult things with, right? Because yeah. the fact of the matter is that you have you have agency over your own body, regardless sure. if you are married sure. or in a relationship um, or single. But I think it's different too because, like, was this a joint account? Did she dip into her mm-hmm. funds for this mm-hmm. bad BBL? What, whose money was used to fund said BBL? Um, and I, but also, I think it was irresponsible too because. You know, I'm a fan of good work. Um, I, a lot of I know some some of my friends got some work done before. I will get work done whenever I get the coin to get work done. I'm going to be always very transparent about that. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. I, if I you know I, I am not as fit as Joshua, and so should I touch a couple racks? I'm going to lay on the table and get the stomach. Flat. <laughs> I, that's just what I'm going to do. I'm going to I'm going to do that, um, and I'm going to get some veneers. Mm-hmm. But. <laughs> For me, <laughs> for me, like I, 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 so I'm a fan of good work, right? But I think I, I, I think it's tough because, like, not only like did she go and do it behind her back, but like mm-hmm. you, you kind of made an impulse decision, and I think impulse decisions with little things are okay, but I, her decision making might be a little bit off too, and so mm-hmm. like because because realistically speaking, this could affect her for the rest of her life. So yep. and, and she don't know that, you know. And if she got it done that quickly, a BB, you had it done that quick. Where did she go? Now this right. is a place I've been following on Instagram, uh, and it's called Hold On Tanya, because maybe you can send this girl to this place. Me and me and one of my friends was just talking about goals plastic surgery. Now I've been following them on Instagram for a while, and they seem to do good work. Um, I don't know if she went there, but I want to go there. Needless to say, it could be over. It could be. But mm. but 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 maybe maybe if you want and it is dope that she also admitted that she acted out of insecurity because a lot of people wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, but, that was honest. But, but why not just come to me the first time and just say like I'm yeah. not really happy with my with my results and I'm thinking about getting surgery. What do you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why not? Talk you know what? That's so. That's what me and Brian said. Like so. For, I think for me and Brian, and I'll speak for me specifically. I was less concerned about her getting the BBL and more about how she moved about it and did it. Cause from my yeah. perspective, I also thought like, I, maybe she knew I, my fiance going out of town this week. I'm yep. gonna go ahead. Cause it might not have, I don't think it was a quick thing. Cause, cause I think one thing we missed out, they started 
their workout process I think, earlier this year, February. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So this BBL is relatively new. So she, so I was thinking in my brain, maybe she was already planning this. So like when this trip comes, I'm going to go get it. And then by the time she come back, I could be in my recovery you know, stage. We can have a conversation. So to me, like not only is it her decision making, it's like, if you did sneaky with a BBL, like, what else are you kind of are you are you you know are you are you navigating that shit? Probably hiding five kids in Guadalajara. <laughs> <laughs> or however you say it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what? And that could be true. Like there could be some deeper stuff that she's hiding as well. So if at first chance you did you can get me completely because at first I was like, I don't know if this is called the engagement off worthy, but like I think the big, the greater conversation, no pun intended, is like, what does this one situation like? It could be speaking to several other different little, you know, what was that uh-huh. show? Care watch it was in little fires everywhere. It could be, yeah. it could be little, it could be little things that could be speaking to. So I don't, I don't know, Tanya. Decision I'm gonna say this: yourself, yeah. If you really love her, go to counseling. Yeah, yeah. and talk it through because yeah. I don't know that we're helping you, but. <laughs> <laughs> but definitely talk it through because I feel like there is some bigger stuff that's under this decision yeah. that's mm-hmm. bigger than oh my booty won't grow on or my stomach won't get flattened in the gym because every, everybody's progress is different in the gym mm-hmm. right so I think it's I think it's bigger than it mm-hmm. yeah. that was a good and change to your Maybe point yeah, mm-hmm. yeah to your point on top of that I think there's some insecurity and jealousy because uh, mm-hmm. last oh, week yeah, we talked about jealous yeah yeah, yeah. And she's je- jealous and then, she's got to work I, through that yeah and because what can happen is throughout life especially when you get married, there's things, careers can be, you may be making more money than the other mm-hmm. person at one point. Mm-hmm. If they may want to have kids, then maybe she may want to carry the child. And then other one may be, able to, you know, there's so many things in life where there could be like some jealousy type stuff to where they might want to make life decisions and they, and she moving weird and stuff like that, all kind of stuff. Right. So, um, who knows what could what could be uh, happen out of this? You know, I hope they can work it out. You know, I do. I mean, it's it, it, I, I, but you know, it that that is a that's a great yeah. You that's a crazy thing to do to get a bit like not for nothing. I would have wanted someone with. We're engaged, so yes. I actually want you here yes. to take care of me after I get the BBL. Right, and, and Ryan I said that last week. week. You did say that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, that was disrespectful. You, 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 as your partner. You, yeah, you let you didn't let me in on the opportunity to to show up for you mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I needed to. You didn't let me do my job as a partner. Even if I disagree with you getting it, like like yeah. your chance said, you got agency, but at the very least, I'm your partner. I'm gonna be there and I'm gonna support you through it. Make, exactly. make sure I'll make sure it's right. And then I think what makes it worse, the part that we said last week too, it's a bad one. So mm-hmm. all this other stuff, and then it doesn't even look good. <laughs> Tanya, you should have sent in pictures so we can see it. <laughs> right. <laughs> but we asked for updates, so maybe we ask for one more update. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> one I, more update, and, the, and Tanya, I am at FashionJordan21 <laughs> on Instagram. So if you want to send me a personal update, I can send you bowls, plastic surgery. I follow them on Instagram. A lot of people go to them. Good work. <laughs> Hilarious. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> All right, family. Is there anything else for, for Tanya now? Uh, I think that's it. That's, that's it. it. Well, well, Chance, before we let you go off the mic, tell the people anything you got going on. You told you just told them how they can connect with you, but just let them know how they can connect and maybe some stuff you got happening. 
at fashion driven 21 and on instagram um ask fuck the uh, ask fuck the podcast ask f x c k the podcast on instagram apple uh podcast uh spotify iHeartRadio. we are there as well too trying to get it back together so bear with us but i'm popping up on different platforms and stuff so there's a couple things that are happening so mm, fingers come crossed on. come you know, on fingers crossed but i'm trying to get it together as we transition we love to hear it all right all right let's get into a greater conversation brother let's do it let's do it All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for sticking around for mm. the greater conversation. For those that aren't mm-hmm. familiar with the podcast, mm-hmm. it's a place mm-hmm. where Josh and I get some things off of our chest. I said every week that tomorrow's not promised. Custom folks out today. And Josh, do you have anything you want to get off your chest this week? Um, very quickly, Friday meetings. Don't 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 schedule them. Oh yeah. And if you do, they need to be after ten and before two. That's it. That's all. I had a meeting last week at eight a.m. on a Friday. Mm-hmm. And I had one at 4 p.m. that same Friday. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out what kind of what kind of end of the week did y'all think this was? So I'm about to start blocking my calendars from 8 to 9.30 yeah. and from like 2.30 to 5. Because no. 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 Work shouldn't take place on Fridays. I think if anything, all work should be on Fridays replying to emails. That's that it. Is and, it. and doing some quote-unquote desk work. That's it. Why yeah. am I meeting That's and strategizing it. with you? Over the weekend, no. No, no. Yeah, so There's no, that's all I got. That's all I got. How about you, bro? Uh, yeah, I saw a video floating around about this this dude upset at a baby on a plane, and I'm like, and then there are people in the comments were talking about like, you know, oh, I feel, I feel like I plane. saw it, but I didn't, I didn't watch it. You know, bring a baby on a plane. You shouldn't have a baby on a plane. You should drive. You know, people like that are stupid. You one have probably never had a child, um, never had a baby. I've never flown with a child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so first and foremost, anybody that has ever had a baby on a plane that they're crying, well, first and foremost, no adult just wants their child to cry. Like just, we're going to try to get true. them to, you know, to, to, you know, calm either the diaper needs to be changed they need hungry. They're sleepy. Yeah. You know, no one just says, you know, I just want my baby to cry. So we're going to try to calm the baby down at any, at yeah. any rate. Um, and the air is a little difficult because you really only have so many options. You, what, take him to the bathroom, you can walk him down the aisle, stuff like that. Um, on top of that, like, depending on the distance of certain places, you can't just drive. Like, so if I want to go see my family in California, I can't drive. To, I can, but it's stupid. Why would he have one have a baby in the car for 36 hours, opposed to four hours or five hours max in the air, right? Um, people that are have babies that are crying already are feeling some type of way because they're kind of feeling like they're disturbing other people, and they're also having anxiety because it's like, man, my baby's out here crying and mm-hmm. disturbing people as well. Mm-hmm. So, but there's no choice. It is what it is, right? It is what it is. Babies cry. Um, but for the douchebag dude that was freaking yelling at the baby, you are a loser. Um, it's a freaking baby. You're a grown tail man. Um, you could have put some headphones in. You could have done other things, you right? You could have been more compassionate, things. more sensitive. You probably don't have any kids. You probably have a small penis. Oh. It was definitely giving a small penis energy uh, for somebody to yell <laughs> at a what is this? What is it? Uh, Peter, Peter, what is it that you was a petite Peter Peeny? What is the guy that you called him one time? Puny Peen Peter. Small penis. <laughs> Puny Peen Peter is what we called him. Yeah. I like that's petite what too, though. Petite Peen Peter. Peter. I like that too. That's funny too. <laughs> right. Definitely give it a little bit of energy. Yeah. 
Yeah, F that man and his, his puny penis. My God. Well, with that big said, I'm still accepted. That <laughs> definitely closes out another episode of Jigsaw Podcast. Um, we want to thank all of you, as always, for joining us on the show. We also want to thank our brother, Chansey, Chansey Page, um, yes. for for joining yes. us as well. We love him. Always a pleasure um, to be around him. Um, quick announcement. Brian and I will be at the Black Effect Podcast Festival this Saturday. Ooh. We're not presenting. Yep. We're not on any stages, but we will be there. <laughs> so if you're around yeah, and you, you want to... We were invited. You, we were invited and you want to shake our hand, you want to meet us, we will be around in the city um, frolicking and playing in the city of Atlanta. I am going to get a haircut. So you already know I'm going to be... <laughs> Feeling myself and, you know, dawn <laughs> and all the kind of things. So y'all know how we do it. So if you're out in the area or happen to be at the podcast festival, shout out to those connects who got us there. Um, but if you happen to be there, yep. please say hi. Um, we would love to hear from you yep. and to see you. But, um, yeah, thank you. Love y'all as always. Yep. Uh, continue to follow us on all the social media platforms. I am Brian here. I'm Josh Rogers, the Jigsaw Podcast. We're on every podcast platform. Make sure you subscribe, you like, and share. Leave us some comments, right? Uh, give us five stars or nothing at all. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, ask the Jigsaw at Jigsaw. Ask the Jigsaw at gmail.com, the Jigsaw mm-hmm. Podcast at Gmail. Hit us up in our DMs if you have any questions, comments, concerns, some episode titles that you want us to kind of deal with. Uh, and that's pretty much it before we head out josh let the people know what they need to do absolutely you can only do what you can while you can the very best ways that you can but in all of your doing please 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 do not get caught with your work undone moisturized deodorized love (laughs) y'all